0: Good morning. It's July 2nd, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same title. Today's title is Horseplay. And forget not that the earth delights to feel your bare feet and the winds long to play with your hair. Khalil Gibran. Recently, my wife and I were blessed to have a patient offer us the use of their house in Crested Butte, Colorado. Even though it was toward the end of June, the temperature dropped below freezing each night, and there was frost on the long grass in the field outside our bedroom window. When I awoke this morning, I lay in bed and watched the Big Dipper gradually give way to the gray light filtering over the butte directly to our east. As the brilliant golden sunlight ignited the tops of the mountains to the north, with the valley before us still in shadow, I caught a glimpse of what appeared briefly to be a puff of smoke in the distant field. Then it was gone. I got up and moved to stand right at the window, gazing at where I had seen the disturbance, and sure enough, moments later, it was there again. A jerky, brown movement caught my eye, and I exclaimed to my still half-sleeping wife, who, by the way, is not a huge fan of bright light in the morning, that I thought I saw some deer out in the distance. I went to the kitchen and grabbed the binoculars. When my brother and I would get in trouble as children, I can still clearly hear my father's voice. You two quit horsing around. Well, I've never been privileged to own a horse, so my dad's expression didn't really mean much. In the last sixty years, my only exposure to horses, other than at a rodeo or racetrack, was watching my daughter ride at a nearby stable until she was about thirteen and lost interest. My riding experience was confined to sitting astride a wide, bumpy animal who followed the tail of the horse in front of it while we meandered through this national park or that. But when I raised the binoculars and looked out over the frost-covered field, I saw not deer, but six horses, literally frolicking in the grass, only catching the bright yellow sun on their heads and shoulders when they reared up pawing their hooves in the air. I could hear their neighing only in my mind due to the distance, but I could clearly see that the puffs of smoke had been frost, blasted into the air by their frenzied whirling and bucking, augmented by their visible breath." Now, as already acknowledged, I know nothing about horses. But I know as sure as the sun rises in the east that these animals were joyful. They were playing, not fighting. They twirled and pranced and danced and then ran in tight little circles, only to come back and momentarily rest their necks against each other. They were brown and white, white, black and brown, and their coats glistened in the new sunlight. Watching them, just watching them, filled me with joy as well. The wolf hours had been particularly bad at 3 a.m. when I lay there partially awake, worrying about the future. I worried about money, about changing roles in my practice, about patients, about my nurses, about the health of family members. I'm worried that I may have forgotten some of the things that I worried about. It's easy to talk a good game, you know, Matthew six twenty-eight and all that, but the wolf hours get me too. It's the next verse that I sometimes forget. Quote, "But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you." Unquote. Matthew 6:33. I awoke worried. I sat down to my coffee with a smile on my face. Why? Because God sent me those horses. God gave us a magnificent canvas that stretches across the heavens and around the world, and he painted it in with creatures that live fascinating lives. Yes, his kingdom is coming when Christ returns, and yes, his kingdom is also here now with the Spirit dwelling in each of us. But as Paul told us in Romans 1.20, his invisible attributes, and thus the character of his kingdom, are clearly seen in the things he has made, like horses, playing in the frost, just horsing around. I finally understood what my father meant, but he meant it as a behavior we needed to curtail. I see it as a behavior we need to emulate, from the real horse players. Put your cares behind you and make the time. Give yourself the space. Forgive yourself the work slightly delayed. Clear your mind and go out in the frost and whirl and dance and rear and snort and spray some frost around. Imagine how good you'll feel when just my watching it from 200 yards away turned my day around. And when you're breathing hard afterwards, you'll be amazed at the creative solutions to your problems that just pop into your head. Why didn't I think of that before? It is a happy talent to know how to play, Emerson. The intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift, Einstein. Whoever wants to understand much must play much, Gottfried Ben. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you that you surround us with wonders magnificent creations of yours, the contemplation of which allows us to share in the joy you must have in their creation. Spirit, remind us every day to play a little, to soak up the sun and the wind and the waves, and whirl and prance as the horses do. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.